Blog Talk Radio.
were dismayed by the marksmanship that they saw from their troops. And uh, one of the Union uh, veterans, Colonel William Church, uh, along with General Ward Wingate, uh, formed the National Rifle Association. This was in 1871. And the, the, the main goal of the association was going to be to promote and encourage rifle shooting on a scientific basis, meaning they were going to they're going to figure out uh, the correct way to shoot and then teach folks to do it that way scientifically. And uh, after being granted a a charter by the state of New York, and this is uh, uh, at the end of uh, 1871, November, in the month of November 1871, uh, the NRA was founded, and it was... Uh, uh, Civil War General Ambrose Burnside, who was also the he was the former governor of Rhode Island and a U.S. senator. He became the the NRA's first president. And uh, uh, one of the one of the important things that happened right at the same time, or that at the that the NRA decided to do, was uh, to create uh, and, and develop a practice ground. So in 1872, with uh, financial help from New York State, they picked a site on Long Island called the Creed Farm, and this was purchased for the purpose, for the express purpose of uh, building a rifle range. And they named the range Creedmoor, and uh, it took them about a year, and they got the range open about a year later, and uh, that's where the first annual NRA matches uh, were held. Now, this is going to be kind of hard to believe, but political opposition to the promotion of marksmanship in New York forced the NRA to find a new home for its ranch. And this is this is still before the turn of the century. This is in 1892, but even then, the 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 city of New York, the opposition to rifles marksmanship from New York, caused them to move out of there. Right, this is in 1892, and uh, so what they did was they deeded Creedmoor back to the state, and then the NRA matches moved to Seagirt. This was in New Jersey, and uh, the interest in promoting the shooting sports uh, to America's youth began in about 1903 when uh, the NRA secretary at the time was Albert Jones urged the establishment of rifle clubs at all the major colleges and universities and military academies. So that's when the NRA began uh, pushing rifle marksmanship in the in the universities and the schools and military academies. <clears throat> By 1906, the NRA youth program was in full swing and they had uh, over 200 boys competing in matches at Seagirt in the summer of 1906. Now, today, youth programs are still a cornerstone of the NRA. And uh, the NRA has over 1 million uh, children, youths, that are participating in NRA sports events and affiliated programs across the United States. Now, this and this includes uh, 4-H, uh, Boy Scouts, American Legion, JCs, and uh, all other types of 
uh, youth programs, shooting programs that are affiliated with NARI. But that's one million kids a year that are involved in this. That's a uh, that's a pretty large youth program. Now, due to the overwhelming growth of the NRA shooting programs, they end up having to take their new range. Besides the secret range in New Jersey, they get a new range. And uh, General Amity Critchfield, who's the Adjutant General of Ohio began construction of a new shooting facility on the shores of Lake Erie. This is 45 miles uh, east of Toledo, Ohio, and thus Camp Perry was born. Now, Camp Perry became the home of the, the annual NRA matches, which has uh, been the benchmark of uh, of shooting excellence ever since. You know, when, you, when people talk about uh, shooting events, Camp Perry, the events at Camp Perry are always at the at the top of the conversation. And uh, nearly 6,000 people compete annually at uh, Perry. And this is in all uh, in all uh, categories. You've got the pistol, small bore, high power events. And the natural matches, the national matches are uh, still one of the biggest sporting events held in the country today. I mean, it's huge. Then, uh, the Association's Magazine, the National of uh, the American Rifleman, uh, members of NRA were kept abreast of new firearms bill. Although, uh, the lag time in publishing, and remember, this was... Uh, and this is still back at just after the turn of the century. Uh, the lag time of publishing often prevented the necessary information from getting out very quickly, right? Because you've got, uh, say, so you've got a bill that's going into uh, into the House or or the Senate, and they want to get the information out, but uh, it would take three, four months for that information to get out into the magazine, and that just it, it wasn't. It wasn't quick enough, so it didn't ended up not being uh, as helpful as it needed to be. Now, uh, in response to repeat attacks on the Second Amendment rights, the NRA formed the Legislative Affairs Division in 1934. And uh, while the NRA itself didn't it didn't lobby directly, it did mail out legislative facts and analyses to the members, so that they could take action on their own. But in 1975, things began to change, and there was a, a revamping of NRA, and they decided that uh, that that they needed a, a special section of the organization to to this is what they were, all they would do, and. Uh, in 1975, the NRA formed the Institute for Legislative Action, and that's where that's what, where the ILA comes from. You know, NRA, ILA, Institute for Legislative Action, and Institute for Legislative Action is where you'll find all of the uh, all of the information on on legal stuff that's going on that the NRA is involved in, and and the NRA doesn't have to be involved in it for you to hear about it through ILA, but. Uh, but I can guarantee you if there's something going on legislatively that uh, the ILA is going to be involved in it. All right? 
So meanwhile, the NRA continued their commitment to training, education, marksmanship, even during World War II. The association uh, uh, offered its ranges to the government. All the NRA ranges uh, were on loan to the government. They helped develop uh, training materials for uh, the uh, for the troops. Uh, they encouraged their members, the NRA members to serve as uh, uh, plant and home guard members. That's, uh, you know, folks that that stood watch around the uh, the nation's uh, factories and uh, uh, hometowns and stuff like that. They they were kind of like the, uh, you know, the watch members. And uh, the NRA members even uh, began a reloading program for ammunition for the people that were guarding the war plants. Now, uh, the NRA was also uh, fundamental in helping to arm Britain in 1940 and uh, and resulted in the collection of more than uh, 7,000 firearms for Britain's defense against potential invasion by Germany. Uh, and why did this happen? Why did they need guns? Because they didn't have any. Why? Because Britain had pretty much completely disarmed itself uh, due to uh, gun control laws that were enacted between World War One and World War Two. They completely stripped their country of firearms, so they didn't have any way to defend themselves. And uh, the NRA went around and collected uh, seven thousand. Uh, rifles, pistols, etc., so they could ship it to to Britain, so that Britain would have at least uh, you know the gang of firearms uh, to help defend themselves against an invasion. Now, after the war, the United States, uh concentrated its efforts on another much-needed arena for education and training. And that's the hunting community. And in 1949, the NRA, in conjunction with the state of New York, established the very first hunter education program. Hunter education courses now are taught by the uh, state fish game departments across the country, and uh, and through the uh, you know and the individuals individual citizens do it, but they do it by usually by virtue of getting licensed to teach it through fish and game departments. And uh, because of this, because of the NRA uh, hunter safety development course program. Uh, They have helped to make hunting one of the safest sports uh, in America. We're talking about one of the safest sports, more safe uh, than football and baseball. So uh, then, uh, then in around after the sixties, there was an increased interest. In hunting, and and uh, hunting, fishing, you know, stuff like that. But because of the increased interest in hunting, the NRA uh, launched a new magazine in 1973. This was the American Hunter. I'm sure that most of you guys, uh, like I did, I grew up on the American Rifleman and the American Hunter. And the American Hunter 
magazine, uh, was dedicated solely to hunting issues year around. You know, no matter what what year it was, there was always uh, there was always some kind of good hunting stories in the American Hunter. And uh, the uh, the NRA continues to to be a major educational program in America as far as uh, farms and hunting. And they've, they've got the Youth Hunter Education Challenge. This is a program that allows youngsters to build the skills they learned in the basic hunter education courses, the courses that you have to take before you can hunt. And the Youth Hunter Education Challenges are now held in 43 states and three Canadian provinces. And this is, involves uh, uh, an estimated 40,000 hunters, young hunters. Now, the American Hunter and the American Rifleman were the, these two magazines were the mainstays of the NRA publications. Uh, until the debut of the American Guardian in 1997. Uh, and the Guardian was created to to be sold to a more mainstream audience with less emphasis on the technicalities of firearms and a more general focus on self-defense and recreational use. And the Guardian magazine was renamed America's First Freedom in June of 2000. And I like the Guardian. You know, the Guardian gives you a lot of uh, information about uh, using firearms for self-defense, types of firearms to use, and and also legal aspects of it. And they also, uh, just like in the American Rifleman, uh, they have uh, uh, these sections that uh, tell you about folks that have used their their firearms for self-defense. Now, after this, law enforcement training uh, began to be the next priority for the uh, NRA program development. Now, although a special police school had been uh, reinstated at Camp Perry in 1956, the NRA became the only national trainer of law enforcement officers with the introduction of its NRA Police Firearms Instructor Certification Program back in 1960. Now, today, there are more than 10,000 NRA-certified police security firearms instructors on the list. And additionally, the law enforcement shooters compete each year in eight different pistol and handgun matches at the National Police Shooting Champions that are held in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now, civilian training, the NRA continues to be the leader in firearms education with over 55,000 certified instructors now training 750,000 gun owners a year, which is a lot of folks, because the NRA is the first ones that uh, the first ones that did it. They they had, they had their foot in the door. They're recognized uh, nationally as their training programs are recognized nationally, and uh, and they offer courses in in just about everything: basic rifle, pistol, shotgun, muzzle loading, personal protection, and uh, even uh, and ammunition reloading courses. Now, additionally, uh, nearly 2,800 certified coaches are specially trained to work with young competitive shooters each year. Now, since the establishment of the uh, Heavy Eagle Gun Safe Program in 1988, more than 21 million pre-kindergarten to sixth-grade children 
have learned that if they see a firearm in an unsupervised situation, they should stop, don't touch, leave the area, kill an adult. Now, this has been, this information has been given to kids in schools and stuff. 21 million pre-kindergarten, six pre-kids have heard of this. Now, I know that to the folks that I'm talking to, that a lot of this sounds, uh, a lot of this sounds uh, too much. Uh, but for the general public, stop, don't touch, leave the area until an adult is probably one of the best things they could do. And over the past three, uh, seven years, the NRAs refused to be a victim of seven arms. Has helped more than 15,000 men and women develop their own personal safety plans. Uh, using content strategies. This is a good course for you to take to the refuse to be a victim course. It's a good course. It's a good course for your for your family members. Now, in 1990, the NRA made a dramatic move to ensure that the financial support for firearms-related activities would be available now and for future generations by establishing the NRA Foundation, which is a 501c3 active organization that... Uh, it's provided a, a, a way to raise millions of dollars in gun safety and educational projects for the benefit of the general public. And uh, contributions to the NRA's, uh, 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 the NRA Foundation are tax deductible and uh, and they benefit uh, a large variety of the folks uh, in America, youth, women, hunters, competitive shooters, gun collectors, law enforcement, you name it. And while widely recognized today as a major political force and as America's foremost defender of the Second Amendment right, the NRA has uh, been the premier firearm education organization in the world. It's, no matter what you think about them, what you agree with them, what you don't, there's plenty of stuff in the NRA I don't agree with. But there's plenty of stuff that I do, enough that I'm a member. And uh and I would I would advocate membership in the NRA for for just about anybody uh that uh that I would that I would talk to. Uh, we have uh, a quote here, let me read this quote. This is a Clinton spokesman. This is George Stephanopoulos. He says, uh let me make one small vote for the NRA. They're good citizens. They call their congressmen, they write, they vote, they contribute, and they get what they want over time. And that's what they're supposed to do. All right? This is a, this is a brief history for you guys uh, uh, on the NRA. And uh, now I'm going to get to uh, taking calls for the folks who were at the NRA convention. Uh, we went down this last weekend, and we uh, the Appleseed Project had a booth at the NRA convention. <clears throat> and at the NRA convention, uh, what you have is you have a gathering together of all of the folks uh, in the shooting sports industry, and uh, it could be all the way from folks who have uh, uh, who are hunting guides, and they have uh, companies that take folks on hunting trips all over America, all over the world, 
there were folks uh, who were ready to take you on a safari and uh, folks ready to take you uh, uh, hunting in, uh, in the mountains in Wyoming or in the Everglades in Florida. Uh, you had folks there from uh, who developed and sell ammunition, uh, rifles, you name it. There was every every kind of gear that firearms associated that you could think of was there. <clears throat> all kinds of uh, uh, firearms, all of the major firearms manufacturers were there. Uh, SIG, Bushmaster, DTMS, Marlin, Winchester, Remington, all everybody was there. Uh, all of the firearms manufacturers, all of the ammunition manufacturers, all of the gear folks. I mean, uh, it was pretty much uh, just an amazingly beautiful uh, chance to to see everybody and everything in the industry. All the new stuff, too. All the new stuff is coming out, and uh, uh, it was really a great event. Although, I can tell you, for the most part, that uh, when you go to a convention to work it, uh, you don't get to you don't you don't get to see much because you're either working in the booth or you're doing what I did. Uh, I worked in the booth a, a great deal, but at the same time, I spent a lot of time uh, walking from one uh, person who I was supposed to meet with uh, to another one, and uh, the place was absolutely wall to wall packed. Which means, and it was a very big. Uh, center. I don't remember what the square footage was. I think it was close to 50,000. <clears> and uh, it was about, oh, let's see, one, two, three, uh, I think a little, a little over three blocks long. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I would go to one area to meet with a representative and speak to them. And they might be there, or they might not, or they may be there, and they're talking to somebody else, and uh, and they don't have time to talk to you right then. Can you come back in 30 minutes? All right, and you take off. You start to walk your three blocks to the next place, and the pace that you're walking at is about the pace that you'd be walking at if uh, if you were in the middle of uh, two or three hundred geriatric patients with walkers. And there's no there's no going faster. There's no room to get around anybody. It's packed solid, and you're just slowly shuffling along. And you slowly shuffle along. You're three blocks, and it takes you about 20 minutes. And uh, and you get to that person's booth, and they may be there, or they may not be there either. Or they may be talking to somebody else, or they may ask you to come back a little while. So then you go to the next one. You you keep repeating this over and over, and. Uh, And then uh, uh, you certainly you you will stop along the way at some booths uh, if you're if you're not restricted by time stop at some booths to try and talk to people about it and uh, and some people have heard about appleseed and some have now every year the number of folks who have heard about the uh, appleseed increases and uh, which makes it a lot easier and. Uh, and you try to talk to somebody, and you try and get the word out on the program and the mission, and uh, and then you just keep doing that. But it doesn't leave a lot of time for you to just see anything because you you're going from point A to point B, and then and then C, and then back to A, and then to C again, and back and forth, and uh, trying to give your spiel, and trying to get 
to get folks to become partners with the Apple Seed Program and uh, and develop partnerships so that we can help them and they can help us. And, and sometimes it works out good, and, and sometimes it doesn't work out so good. I, I've talked to quite a few folks, and... Uh, and I'll tell you more about the things that uh, that I work out as as the weeks, the next week or two go along. I did get uh, uh, certain folks to agree to do mail outs to add apple seed literature to their mail outs, and uh, some of them were are going to be fairly large. Uh, that uh, one company that uh, is willing to do right now, willing to do. Uh, between one and two thousand uh, mail outs a week, uh, but that could be increased to uh, five or eight thousand mail outs a week, which would be about uh, thirty-two thousand mail outs a month if they if we can get them to do it. And they may, and they may not, but even uh, even five to eight thousand mail outs uh, a month. To folks in the shooting community, this isn't a, uh, a blind shotgun uh, approach. We go directly to folks who are buying farms or any stuff. <clears throat> Would be a good deal. Uh, we got uh, a lot of folks who are agreeing to do that. We've got. Uh, I've talked to another company that has agreed to uh, to uh, to do signature finishes on a series of rifles for me, and uh, this is a well-known gun coding company, and uh, so I'm looking forward to working with them to get uh, some signature apple seed finishes developed for uh, for firearms, and uh, and there are several other folks who are willing to do mail-outs and uh, willing to help apple seed in a lot of different ways. Now, this is just just the folks that I've talked to. And I probably have about a dozen or more folks that I met at the industry, at at the convention in the shooting sports industry that are willing to do this. Just one person. And uh, there were a lot of other folks there working. So so there's a lot of... uh, a lot of folks talking to the folks in the industry, and hopefully, a lot of folks uh, getting other people to join on and help out here. All right, let's uh, let's uh, take some calls. If you let me tell you guys, if you uh, if you were at the NRA convention and uh, they are working with us, then uh, I would appreciate it if you guys could call in so that uh, we could get you to talk about your experiences there. Hawk, I see that uh, you're in the chat room. And, guys, uh, Hawkhaven is really sick this evening. And, nonetheless, he has agreed to uh, to come on the show, so I was going to ask him if he would uh, call in. And, uh, and, Sam, when he calls in, if you could just get him to, if you could push him to the front of the line so that, uh, so that we can get him on and off and back in in bed, uh, and I'd appreciate it. I appreciate you, uh, Hawk, giving us the time to to listen and to come on to the show this evening. Uh, until he comes on, I'm going to bring uh, 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 Dean McCormick on. Dean, welcome to the show. Good evening. Good evening. 
well, my voice has just recovered uh, after spending three days buttonholing everybody I could. And uh, there were four different seminars that I wanted to attend at the NRA convention. I never got off the exhibit floor to find out where the meeting rooms were. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's that's probably a lot of people's experience. Uh, we passed out I don't know how many little handbills about Appleseed in general, uh, a lot of little handbills hand uh, plugging the tech sites, which, if anybody doesn't know, are aftermarket sites that go on any of a number of different rifles that give you a sight picture a lot like what is on an M1 Garand or a, or a straight M14. And they're, uh, they're really good iron sights. You can be doggone near as accurate with them as with a scope and uh, a lot more durable and a lot less bulky. And the tech sites people have backed us since the beginning of Appleseed, and uh, and I think they even underwrote some of our expenses for the booth, and it was really a pleasure to give them as much of a boost as we could because they've backed us the whole time. We passed out roughly 4,500 promotional targets to people, encouraged them to just photocopy off as many as they were willing and use them, and they're uh, a good diagnostic practice target and they plug apple seed and I, I really think we did a lot of good for the program I don't know how many of the listeners uh, to this radio show are apple seed people probably a good number of them and I really think we did the program some good over this week um, we got leads for a lot of new ranges in areas that we were short of ranges needed more capacity so we can continue to grow the program. Uh, I'm going to uh, the Dallas area. I'm not going to say any specifics until it's a done deal. I'm going to the Dallas area Monday to meet with a range operator to see if we can get apple seeds there. Uh, Dallas is an area where we have one range now and could certainly use more because all the shoots at that range sell out immediately when we list them on the schedule. So there's capacity or there's support in that area that we are not able to make use of, training that we're not able to do just for lack of range facilities, and this could uh, more than double our capacity in the Dallas area. And I'm looking forward to that. That sounds great. Uh, yeah, if we could get uh, – I tried uh, talking to every – Houston person that was there trying to find a a lead on a range or private land. Now, I call all the ranges uh, almost all over the state, you know, all of the listed ranges I can find, and plead our case about uh, once every year or so, and, uh, and getting a range in the larger metropolitan areas, Houston, San Antonio, uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area has been very, very difficult. So far, we only have the one range here in Texas uh, in a metropolitan area, and that's the Quilty Creek Creek Range in the DFW area. And uh, and we're lucky to have that, but uh, but that has a, a fairly limited line at around 20. 
And uh, you're right, it sells out uh, at every event. If we could get a couple more ranges in, in uh, that area, that would be great. If we could get even one range in the Houston or San Antonio area, that would be great. But uh, as of right now, we still don't have any luck in doing that. So I'm hoping that, uh, that the folks that I talked to at the convention in Houston, the Houston folks, uh, will continue to work on that and plead the case with their ranges. Well, and I tell you a thing that I found encouraging is everybody that I had a chance to talk to for more than just a few seconds, I asked them what happened on April 19, 1775. And, of course, the majority didn't know, but I think a bigger percentage than I've ever seen before did know what happened on April 19, 1775. And for anybody listening that doesn't know, that's the day the Redcoats marched out of Boston, went to Lexington and then Concord, uh, had the firefights in both of those towns, and then had a real rough time getting back to Boston. And a surprising number of the people that I talked to knew the reason that the British went to Concord. And if anybody listening doesn't know, in a nutshell, it was a gun raid. The British went to Concord to seize militia supplies, and that was the start of the Revolutionary War. So a surprising number of people did know that, and that was encouraging. And a surprising number of people said they wanted to come to an apple seed shoot. Now, of course, it's easy to say that you want to come. But it's a little harder to actually get signed up and get packed up and show up. So, of course, not all the people that said they were going to will, but I have a feeling we're going to see a big boost in our Texas attendance over the next well, few I'll months. Well, I'll, I'll be excited to watch for that. You know, I always, uh, I'm always uh, eager to find some way to track this, and hopefully uh, I'll make sure that all the folks in Texas are uh, are asking the attendees about what uh, caused them to flick the switch and finally come to an event where they heard about it and stuff like that, because I'd like to know what uh, effect the uh, NRA convention had on uh, on folks. Now, I always hear, uh, no matter where it is, and, I'm, and I do it myself because I'm always hopeful, but I always hear folks saying, Oh, you're going to get overrun, and you're going to get uh, uh, you're going to get flooded with new shooters and stuff like that. And uh, and I'm always hoping that they're right. And uh, we'll just see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, okay, yep. I'm going to bring on uh, I'm going to bring on Hawk Haven. And Hawk, welcome to the show. I know you're feeling bad, and uh, we'll try and get you to, to get all your information out, and we'll let you get back in bed. Hey, thanks, Scott. No, it's, uh, I'm doing okay. Just kind of uh, froggy sounding. So if it's not normal, it's it's the uh, and if I start hacking and wheezing, you know what's going on. No, we had a fantastic time. Uh, Texas hospitality was incredible. I always enjoy working with apple cedars everywhere, and and uh, Texas is uh it's just fantastic. We had I think instructors from seven states in the booth at some point in time during the weekend. Fred was there, uh, and uh, I. I lost count of states of people I talked to at about 15, and it was um, the biggest number of referrals we got 
to ranges were Louisiana and Oregon, of all places. So mm-hmm. that was in my pocket. So um, uh, there were people there from all over the country. And uh, universally, we got positive results from a lot of folks who had been to an apple seed, or even more folks knew someone who had been to an apple seed. And we were constantly referring people to local shoots. We had a list of every shoot in the country that was on the schedule when we drove down there, and uh, we were handing out information to shoots all over the country. So it was really cool. Right, and uh, you're right about the the folks that were stopping by the booth. Uh, they were, I would say that it was, uh, there was a good many of them from all over the nation. Uh, there, there, you wouldn't, you, you you couldn't have said that everybody that stopped by was going to be from Texas. No. Uh, I would say the majority were. They were from Texas, and then uh, another good portion was from Houston locally. But uh, there were folks from all over the nation that were attending the event. And uh, I talked to folks from uh, California and Washington State and uh, uh, a lot of folks from Florida, a lot of folks from Louisiana, some folks from uh, Arkansas, uh, a couple of folks from uh, Oklahoma, and uh, and then just just all over. Yeah, I've been forwarding info to state coordinators uh, since we got back uh, Tuesday night, Monday night. So uh, people have a lot of to do list all over the country. State coordinators that weren't there have to do lists. Uh, people stopped in and said, "Hey, I want to host an apple seed. What, what do I need? You need 82 feet of flat ground and a good burn. We we roll in and do everything else." And they're like, "Really? Yeah." So um, it was easy to sell the program, and uh, the press knew about us, the attendees knew about us, industry knows about us, which was a great thing. Um, the uh, folks, uh, we were talking off in the chat room here a minute ago about how it changes every year. And the first year, no one knew about us, or very few. Last year, a lot of folks had heard about us. This year, it was even it was just huge. All the industry folks had heard about it. Uh, a lot of them were like, well, why haven't you approached me before? Well, because, you know. We've only got a handful of people doing this, and we get more people on the line and uh, work in the backgrounds. We'll, you'll hear about us more and more. So it was a great win-win all weekend. Well, tell the uh, tell the folks who tell the folks who don't know, uh, like the the main goal of the reason that uh, Appleseed went to the NRA convention in the first place. Well, get our name out. Um, you know, we we talk about we look at the results. Um, Fred and some of us do a lot of looking at, at what works for Appleseed, and the bottom line winner is always word of mouth. It's their neighbor, it's their relative, it's whatever. Someone picks up the phone or sends an email or a text and says, I went to an Appleseed this weekend, and I can't really tell you what it was, but it was freaking fantastic. You need to go. So they, they get that confirmation from someone they know. Well, at a, at a uh-huh. convention, um, you know, we have 85,000 people we can tell our story to. And they can look us in the eye, they can, they can shake our hands, and they can see what we're about, and they can see the program, they can see the videos, um, and they can talk to Fred, um, you know, and uh, really hear firsthand, face-to-face, this is what it's about. And it's more believable when you've got your hand in someone's, you know, you're shaking someone's hand, you look them in the eye, uh, it's a lot more real than the Internet, and uh, that's the fantastic thing about it. Right, and when you talk about you talk to folks uh, word of mouth and get the word out and stuff, I'm sure a lot of people might say, well, you can do that anywhere, and 
and I'm sure you didn't talk to that many people at the NRA convention, but uh, I got I want I want to let folks know that remember when I was talking to you guys earlier about how packed it was. If you if you envision for you guys that have ever been in sports or you watch a football game or a basketball game uh, or a baseball game, at the end of the game, you have the two teams. They they line up and they walk side by side together, facing each other, and they're like. They're like uh, back to chess. You know, they're that thick, and they're they're walking along, shaking in the hands. That's what it was like at the NRA convention all day long. You had that many people moving by. So I would, uh, I think, I, I don't know what the numbers were. I don't know anybody, nobody kept any numbers. But uh, I think it would be easy to say that we talked to a couple of thousand people over the weekend. Oh, yeah, easily. We, we'll know later this week how much how many brochures we handed out. As soon as I get out the garage and start counting how much we brought back with us, we used uh, a new strategy this year, which was very successful in my opinion. Was a box card. It was uh, much smaller. It was uh, less expensive to produce. It was uh, flashy. It was full color. Uh, uh, I think it was didactic. I'm sorry if I get this wrong because I'm kind of fuzzy. Brought 10,000 targets. He he uh, photo or um, xeroxed, and we handed those things out by the handfuls. Um, so there was a lot of, of there was a lot of material went out to Texas specific people, and there was a lot of folks. A lot of material went out that was Marlin LTR specific information. We had a good response. When we talked to the people about the Marlin LTR, we, we handed them the pre-production model. Said, "Look at what Marlin was doing. Here's a Marlin LTR. It's made specifically for Appleseed. The question was, how do I get it? We handed them a pre-made card with the distributor's booth number on the back and said, here, so next aisle over, walk down to that booth and tell them, thank you for sponsoring or working with Appleseed, and uh, when can I get my rifle? And they uh, were um, impressed with the number of people that uh, stopped by and said, I want this rifle. And that's what drives their production is is demand for product. It's basic um Capitalism, you know, people want to spend money. They're they're on the barrelhead wanting to buy this rifle, and uh, that's why companies pay attention to you. Well, give folks uh, give folks who may not have heard before, give them the uh, the specs and the information behind the uh, the Marlin rifle now that uh, is being uh, prepared for Appleseed by the Marlin Company. Yeah, they get a made in Kentucky Marlin 795. It comes with two magazines. It comes with a one-inch USGI sling already attached, and tech sites already installed, and flyer information about Appleseed in the box. So it is literally open the box, and you have an Appleseed-ready LTR in there ready to go. Um, it's a project we started on last year at the NRA convention, and that's one thing we we tell all the folks that go to these is, like, you know, you're really excited Sunday night. You've made all these contacts. Everyone's so pumped and positive. Now the hard work starts. It's like the AQT grind, except it lasts 12 months. And uh, we kept pushing that project from the last show until um, fall before we got a go on it. And we're still not in production. And so it's coming right. up. And uh, it was just a fantastic opportunity for us as apple seeders to uh, show the industry what we're about. That first production run, my guess is it'll sell out in less than an hour. As soon as the news hits uh, the forum, so be ready. Uh, we'll announce it big, bold type that uh, it's hit the distributor and uh, it's ready for order. So uh, keep an eye out for that. It'll hopefully be soon. Well, I imagine that the uh, that the 
the initial production and stuff of it is going to go fast because, and I don't see why they don't already have uh, five or six hundred of them ready to go because uh, that's just uh, what the Appleseed folks are going to buy, you know. Well, I mean, we, when it comes, they don't, when it's uh, ready, they don't off, I'm going to uh, buy one. Yeah, I'm going to buy a trunk full because they're, they're going to be good little LTRs. Um so they need hard numbers, and that's what, you know, it's, this is business, this is industry. Um, the dollar on the barrel head is the a, is a bottom line, and I understand that and appreciate it. I'm in business myself, and uh, I like neat, interesting projects, but if they don't cover the bills, I can't do it. That's what right. they're going to see is when this thing pumps up and it sells out in, in two hours or whatever, and the next one gets put up and it sells out in two hours, then they know um, they've got something. Because in the gun industry, they've done special editions before that, let's just say, have not worked as what they expected. And uh, we understand that. This isn't a collector's rifle, for crying out loud. This isn't this is an apple seeder's rifle. This is it's a shooter's car. rifle. It's a shooter's rifle. It's going to lay in the mud. It's going to be on a mat. And it's going to get rained on. It's going to get snowed on. It's going to get packed full of mud. And uh, it's going to get home and cleaned up and put... Put back for the ready for the next apple seed, the next trip to the range. It's not a collector's edition. This is an entry rifle that gives you uh, the LTR experience. Right, and uh, and you're absolutely right about uh, the gun industry uh, being shy about putting out uh, some type of a special edition rifle because usually that's a usually that is a flop. I mean, you have some uh, special edition rifles that are collectors' rifles and stuff like that, but. But it's very solid. The gun industry is very loath to take a chance on doing that, and uh, and we also want to remind folks that uh, when they do put it out, uh, this is going to be a shooter's rifle. When you, and uh, we want everybody who's looking for a rifle, who's ready to pick up in a model LTR, we want you to go out and and get the apple seed version of the rifle as soon as it comes out. All right, you're going to be helping. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be helping yourselves in several ways. Number one, you're going to get a rifle that is a good, dependable rifle, a good uh, semiotic magazine-fed rifle that has proven itself time and time again on the Appleseed firing line. Number two, you're going to be showing the industry that uh, when they partner with Appleseed, when they make a deal with Appleseed, that it is a win for them. And that helps you. That helps you push the mission forward. It helps, uh, it helps us achieve credibility, and uh, when the rest of the industry sees that uh, Marlin made a uh, special edition rifle, and right now I'm sure that uh, the people that are listening to this or hear about it are just laughing. I'm sure they're all giggling, <laughs> thinking uh, that's going to be funny, because that's going to go in the dumpster just like all the rest of everybody else's. And when this Marlin special edition Appleseed rifle sells out, then... Uh, I'm telling you right now, that in itself is going to be a big thing uh, in the firearms industry. Now, it may not be that big a thing to the average Joe on the street, but it's going to be a big thing to the folks in the firearms industry. And it's going to be a big thing for Appleseed. So keep watching. Start putting away your dollars now because uh, when the the uh, Marlin LTR, the Appleseed Special Edition, when it comes out, I want you guys to grab one. All right, I'm going to grab, uh, I'm probably grabbing two, uh, because i got uh, two more kids left uh, that I need <laughs> additional rifles for. <laughs> and I always need loners, because 
I've got about six motors now, and uh, and that's never enough. So uh, I want to make sure that uh, you guys are putting away your your dollars now, so that when the Appleseed LTR when it comes available, that uh, like Hawk said, that it's gone in just a couple of hours. All right. Yeah, and, uh, the website went down uh, at the distributor within about a day. They had to take it off the website because it it was just getting too many hits. So that's a clue. And, okay, good. Uh, we'll, we'll be putting a flash message out as soon as we get uh, word that they're uh, at the distributor that you can go down to your local FFL and put your order in. So you can go out to the Marlin catalog and um, look it up. It's in there online. So, uh, yeah, it's it's right it's right uh, right in the Marlin catalog, the handout and the online catalog, and uh, like I said, it's there, it's there, big and bold, and uh, and it looks nice. It's a nice looking rifle. It's a very very good shooting rifle, uh, and right now I've got a stack of uh, Ruger 1022s. But I got nothing but good stuff to say about the about the Marlin rifle. It's a it's a great rifle, and like I said, it's proven itself time and again on the apple seed firing line, and that's no little thing because when folks come to an apple seed, that is a true test of their rifle. There's nowhere else, no really nowhere else does uh, does a rifle get a good uh, 16 to 20 hours of continual use in all types of weather than at an apple seed. That's the only place it's going to happen. And the uh, the Marlins have withstood the test and uh, proven themselves to be a very worthwhile shooter's rifle. So, like I said, when you guys, uh, when it comes on, uh, and you don't have, have to wait until it comes on, right? They can, uh, uh, they can go right now to put an order in for it. Uh, that's what they took down because it was getting so many hits. As I understand it, right now you can't do the the pre-order thingy. I haven't looked in a week or two. I need to go ahead and see if it's back up or not. Okay. Um, All right. Well, listen. Whenever it does go back up, Hawk will let me know, and I'll let you guys know because what we what we want you to do is to force them to take it down again. Uh, we would like to uh, to overrun it again, so that we force them to take it down again. Because every time we do this, like I said, you guys are showing the shooting industry the power that apple seed uh, can bring to bear. So uh, I'm going to bring another folks, another person on here with us. Uh, Ed, this is uh, Dragonfly. Dragonfly, welcome to the show. Hi, Scott. Hey, Dave. How are you doing? Good. Great. Well, Dragonfly, give us. Uh, Give us your impression of uh, of last weekend's NRA convention. First, give the folks a little bit of an idea of of what you had hoped to accomplish before you went, uh, what your expectations were, and then uh, and then what happened when you got there, and what uh, what do you think that uh, the this year's NRA convention is going to do uh, for Appleseed? Well, and like like I said before, our goal was to get the word out there and just kind of find out how uh, how folks were receptive of, of Appleseed, and it was uh, really amazing to see that the change of how many people have actually heard about Appleseed now. That seems to be the big the big thing, and uh, we're starting to get some recognition, some 
some respect, and uh, it's uh, it's a good thing. Can I just say that? Thank all the volunteers that were out there, and you know, Appleseed can can save this country by by failing, but it's really the Appleseed volunteer. And I know those that couldn't make it were there in spirit, because when you were walked in that convention center, man, it was a smell of freedom. It was a great thing. Well, how many uh, how many folks did you get to talk to Dragonfly while you were there? Oh, I I, I don't even. Don't even know. I've been to gun shows promoting Appleseed before, and this was this was nothing like it. Like you said before, it was it was it, it was a lot of people, a lot of people to talk to, and it's it's hard to hard to count when you're when you're talking and and just trying to promote uh, Appleseed as much as possible. Right, but you were Dragonfly. You're one of the folks that was on uh, part of the industry team, and uh, yep. you guys had a little bit different mission than what we were doing, uh, like, at the booth and stuff like that. Because at the booth, we, we were talking to folks who were in the, in the industry because the folks in the industry were all, also taking the time to walk around the convention center and see what was going on. But mainly we were we were working with mainly the attendees and stuff like that. But you guys were were trying to work with the other companies in the industry. And, uh, uh and you don't have to uh, – I know that right now we're still – everybody's still trying to uh, to make sense of what just happened to us. It's almost like a big train wreck, and you're trying to find uh, – trying to, to, to find uh, your baggage and 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 everything else uh, from the event. And we, I know that we've got a lot of, a lot of different uh, vendors and deals and stuff going on, but uh, anything that, uh, that you can talk about right now that uh, – that was a positive that you took uh, from the industry side uh, at the convention. Oh, like like we said before, there's we've got recognition now, and it's something that we've got to maintain the momentum. And companies we talk to, it, it's amazing. The companies that have, have heard of Appleseed now, the gun industry, uh, even uh, a couple of folks that were um, uh, um, making accessories for uh, you know like shooting mats and stuff like that. It's uh, it, it was just uh, it's a great thing to talk to the industries out there that are recognizing Appleseed as a as a driving force and the potential we have as as partners to help them get their product out and them helping us get the word out about Appleseed. Right, and and uh, up until the last couple of years, <laughs> Appleseed really hasn't been. Uh, hasn't been working in that direction because we we just haven't we 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 haven't had the facilities uh, the uh, the ability to do it and uh, and we haven't really looked in that area so the last uh, the last few years say the last three years is 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 really just the beginning of of our introduction to and our decision to start uh, to start being partners with the industry. And uh, I don't know of, of any case so far where it has not helped both parties. So uh, I think that we've got a, a good record going, and I think we have a good reputation. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, and last year was kind of the start of getting uh, starting to work with industry partners. Um, Brown has been the head of that. He's done a real good job of just, just talking to um, the industry and uh, – Letting them know what you know as a partnership, what Appleseed can do for them and what they can do for us. 
Okay. Yeah, the, fir- and, the first uh, year we had a 10 by 10 booth. That was 2011 in Pittsburgh. Last year, we Fred said, let's double it. Let's get a 10 by 20 foot booth. And we did that in St. Louis, and we were still packed in there. So this year, we did a 10 by 30 foot booth. And I thought we had enough floor space. We weren't crammed up in the booth this year, which was really nice. Uh, we've already reserved our spot for next year, which is in Indianapolis, the weekend after the April 19th weekend. So we're going to be running right into the NRA convention in Indianapolis next year. And uh, Fred signed off on a 10-foot by 40-foot booth. That's going to be uh, pretty much incredible. Planning starts in two weeks on building the infrastructure for next year. So uh, we start now for next year. We started for this year uh, late last summer. It wasn't early enough, so next year we start now. Uh, I want to echo something DeFly said. There were so many people put so much effort into this that never made it to the show, but they worked incredibly long hours, uh, late at night. Uh, you know, family and kids were uh, asleep, and they were up with the night light on, uh, hammering out um, what we needed to make it work. If you haven't seen the shirts we had uh, at the convention, take a look at the photos. A couple of instructors from Ohio got together and said, we need shirts, and they came up with this design. And uh, just ran with it, and they're fantastic shirts. We just—I'd be walking around the convention, and uh, people would like nudge their neighbor and say, "What's this Appleseed thing?" You know, they were that eye-catching. So uh, people are asking for them to go on sale. We're working on that because uh, people want them. That's just another way to get the Appleseed message out. It's a cool shooting shirt. Yeah, I was thinking about that uh, while we were there. I said, you know, for the 2014. Uh, especially since we're going to have uh, the uh, the expanded booth, uh, I would certainly have a full scale uh, Appleseed store there. Uh, yep. You know, selling everything that Appleseed sells, uh, from rifle slings to mugs and caps, uh, shirts, uh, uh, and I would even develop some brand new products that uh, we can sell. Uh, you know, hoodies and stuff like that. But right now we have hoodies for instructors, but uh, I think if you uh, if you put in some made some hoodies that were uh, for the general public and stuff like that, because I get people asking me all the time, "Can I buy a hoodie?" I said, "Nope, not one of these." No, and, they're uh, free. You got to earn them. Yeah, I said, "I'll give it to you free." That's the guy quite tell me. I said, "I'll give it to you free when you become a full instructor. I'll give you a whole I'll give you a whole stack of stuff: a hat, a hoodie, uh, you name it." I said, "But uh, you can't sell you one." But uh, if we had a, a full-fledged Appleseed store there, I think that would go a long way toward uh, actually paying for, uh, you know, a good part of the uh, uh, of the cost of setting it up. Because one of the things that uh, that NRA attendees had was money, and uh, and they were spending it. So uh, I think that we should make sure that we get a good cut of next year's cash flow. That's uh, that is streaming through there. And I think that a, a really nice, a really well-thought-up uh, Appleseed store with some really nice Appleseed uh, store attendees uh, would be a great addition to it. And I uh, have some special made gear uh, for sale there. And uh, uh, and I bet you could even work out some deals with some of the, uh, the industry partners. You know, as far as... Uh, uh, and getting some additional gear and stuff like that. I think that uh, I think that that would be a, a great thing to do. So a good yeah, store, I think, would be a good idea. Yeah, next year we have to, like every year we jump another hurdle. Next year is the tax hurdle. 
And uh, yeah. we'll be working real close with the accounting folks to make sure we come out squeaky clean because we do not want to fall afoul of some um, accounting rule. So um, we're working our way through that, and uh, we'll get it hammered out before the first of the year. Right. Yeah, I know that. Uh, I know that that's always that is always a very tricky kind of landmine field because uh, the IRS doesn't like nonprofits to be profitable, and uh, so it's always uh, it's always a, a very tricky thing. But it can be done because sure. a lot of people do it, and. Uh, and I have uh, great faith in uh, in our accountants' abilities to uh, to map a to map a road through that uh, through that area. And uh, and this year there really wasn't uh, I don't think there was any grief with it because there was nothing that was being sold, so we didn't have any we didn't have to to worry about anything like that. But next year, I think that. Uh, I think that that would be a really great deal because, like I said, there was a lot of money walking up and down the aisles, and I had people asking uh, me to buy stuff like shirts and stuff like that. I said, well, we really don't have any. I said, although, so like, I'll make a deal with you. I'll give you a shirt if you'll come to an apple seed. I said, I'll just give it to you. <laughs> and, uh, hey, guys, uh, I've got a big thunderstorm hammering us right now. I'm going to shut everything down so we don't get lightning struck, so... Thanks for having us on, and I'll be listening when I can. I'll hit the podcast so I can see what I missed. But I think that storm that rolled through your areas made it all the way to Indiana already. So, uh, well, well you, you know, it was it was headed that way. So you guys take care. Uh, we'll I'll pray for you guys and Hawk. I hope that you. Uh, I hope you get to feeling better. Oh yeah, we'll get there. Talk to you later, guys. Bye. All right, take care, brother. Bye bye. Take care, Hawkeye. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Dragonfly, that leaves you. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, uh, give us folks. Uh, you don't have to say anything about any kind of a, any kind of a deals or anything that went on. But uh, give folks uh, kind of a uh, uh, an industry list of uh, who was there and who that you who you talked to over the weekend because there was a, the, all of the all of the industry folks were there. It's a, it was a it's a who's who of the shooting industry. If you have a gun in your uh, in your gun safe and a bullet to put in it. I tell you that the guys that made those two things were at the NRA convention, and as well as the person who made the safe that you put it in, and the person who made the holster that you carry the pistol, or the uh, or the uh, uh, gun sleeve for the rifle. So give us a, a little bit of an idea of who was there that you talked to, Dragonfly. Oh, we talked to. Uh... Uh, several several companies that we've we've had a relationship with, uh, Promag, um, which has done a real good job of donating um, some items for uh, different special events. That uh, Wounded Warrior Project they did a real good job for us. Always been supportive of us. Um, like Hawk said, Tech Sites wasn't there, but we were able to put together some flyers for them. That's just uh, part of what we've been doing as far as industry goes. Um, which is really good for them. I don't know if anybody knows about tech sites, but that's one of those down-to-earth companies started father and son team and, and just just make a just make a great product for us. Um, uh, we talked to you name it, just about any company you can imagine. Armalite, um, Marlin, obviously, 
Um, David Sims, who is going to be distributing the, the Marlin LPR, um, tried to send as many people over to Davidson's as possible, let them know they want this rifle. Um, the more uh, people that hear about it from, from you know, the more the Davidson's hear about it from, from shooters wanting that rifle, they're going to say, hey, we need to get this going now from, from Marlin, which is really, really a positive thing. Um, it was, uh, it was, it was just incredible. It's overwhelming of all the, the manufacturers and um, just the people out there. It's, it was just, it was just a great experience. And any idea on uh, on the things you're going to be shooting for at the 2014 NRA convention? It's bigger and better than it was this year. Bigger and better than it was this year. One of the things we've been working with is 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 getting these companies to put the box cars that, that Hawking was talking about in in with the boxes that they're that they're being distributed. You know, imagine getting a product in the mail and you open it up and there's an apple. Seed. What's this apple seed thing? The more people hear about apple seed, the more people are going to come to an apple seed and hear the message. And that's just part of what we've been doing. And what are some of the things that uh, that Appleseed that we're doing as an organization to uh, to uh, as quid pro quo for uh, for the folks? What are we doing to to help out? Well, it, a lot of the stuff that we see on the line, uh, you see Marlin seven ninety fives. You promote that. Somebody comes up to you and says, "Well, what kind of a what kind of a rifle would you would you recommend as an instructor?" and it's it's amazing these manufacturers see us doing that and we're, we're we can be a driving force for them as far as promoting their product um, just uh, you know entering a partnership where we can help them and they can help us get the word out right and uh, and that is one of the things that we're trying to to show to the industry is that uh, Appleseed can be uh, a valuable, uh, a worthwhile uh, partner in the industry. You know, Appleseed sees tens of thousands of shooters every year. And that is, that's a lot of folks. And well, just, just think of the incredible numbers. Last year, I think we read... Um, Eight million rounds downrange, or six million down, rounds downrange. This year, we're, you know, at an Appleseed throughout the year. There, or 2012, there'll be 10 million. There was 10 million rounds downrange. It's just right. Just think about it. It's just incredible amount of of, of shooting and instruction that goes on in an Appleseed. Right, and that's one of the things that I used when I was talking to the ammo manufacturers that I spoke with. I said, "Look, guys. I said, in your interest." to promote this organization because we are we're a shooting organization and we shoot a lot. We're asking every person that comes to shoot uh, around 500 uh to 600 rounds and that means that every person that you help us get to go to an event, they've got to shoot 600 or 500 rounds of ammunition and they've got to buy it somewhere. So uh, you know, it's in your interest to uh 
to promote an organization that shoots as much as we do. And uh, yes. they said, yep, we agree. Yep. Well, how many times have you you've been to a shoot and the the guy or the gal new to shooting brings that uh, that box from wherever they bought it, whatever gun show they gun store they bought it from, take the tape off the box right there at the apple seed, first time shooting, and they're shooting on uh, a piece of carpet remnant, which is fine, but they're going to probably want to do more shooting. They're going to probably want to get a, a shooting mat, um, other items that they're probably going to want to do to upgrade their rifles. Yeah, we, we teach field shooting with bring what you got, shoot what you bring, but you can always improve on your equipment. Right. And and we know what's, as instructors, we know what's 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 good, and we're trying to endorse or let uh, companies that we feel confident in. And we're not just gonna, you know, um, sign up with, uh, you know, whatever company just because they want to support us. It has to be something that's actually Appleseed tough, Appleseed approved, something that uh, you know is gonna um, gonna endure an Appleseed. Right, right, and we got, uh, I got, uh, myself, I got quite a few folks uh, ask you about ranges, and I've already contacted quite a few of them, and uh, and unfortunately, so far, I've yet to get one of the folks that uh, contacted us this last weekend, I've yet to get one that uh, that is going to pan out, although the uh, the one person that I've already spoken to uh, he'll have a range going, but it will. It's going to be in about uh, a little over a year, and uh, and hopefully, uh, once it's open, we'll be able to inaugurate it with a, an apple seed range. But uh, but that was one of the things I was really hoping to get was more people who were who were willing to come forward and say, hey. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, I want apple seed in my city, or I want apple seed in my town, and I've got a range willing to do it. However, like uh, Hawk was saying, and Dean, and, and you and me, we're, and we've just been talking about it, that is we've told folks, every time they ask about it, we, you know, I can't tell you the number of times I've told folks who asked me about it, say, well, where can we go? And I said, look, the sky's the limit. You guys, you find a range, and we will come. You find a range that's willing to host us, and we'll bring it to you lock, sock, and barrel. We'll bring the instructors, the targets, uh, backers, uh, uh, porta potties, uh, liability insurance, you name it, and we will bring it. It's a turnkey operation. And uh, and the people are always uh, a little bit surprised. They're like, wow, no kidding, you'll do that? Absolutely we will. But we yep. need and the locations. You, and as you know, it doesn't even have to be arranged at this time. We'll come and we'll build a DAR for you. We'll, we'll help you with all that. You know, local boots on the ground will help put something together for you. It's, it's as easy as that. You've got some land, and uh, we can put a berm together. There's several DARs around the country that are basically just started because of apple seed. Right. And, uh, and were there still a few folks left uh, uh, to contact on this? And... Uh, and we've got uh, uh, the contacts that are coming up. 
Dean has a, a location in Dallas. He's going to talk to him Monday. And Dean, I, I don't know if you saw it or not, but I sent you uh, or I posted on the forum uh, that I'd be willing to uh, to help you out any way you need for that. And uh, and I couldn't remember. I thought that you and I had talked to a guy from Dallas who said, yeah, he had a range, but he only had three or four firing positions on each lane. And uh, and uh, we, we told him that would be great, but we didn't think that that would work. But I couldn't remember if that was Dallas or some other location. Do you remember? Dean? Well, anyway, uh, we are still, that's the things that we're doing this week, is going through all of the all of the contacts that we made. And I think it was Hawk that mentioned uh, a, a little while ago that the real work always takes place uh, after an event. And it's no different than uh, when you go to an apple seed. When you go to an apple seed and you talk to folks that uh, that are excited about the, uh, I call it the Sunday hype. You know, they get all excited about uh, everything and uh, and they're ready to go. But then when you talk to them a week or two later, when you do a callback and stuff on them, they're a little bit less uh, as excited because they've lost that, that hype. Uh, and sometimes they're not, but sometimes they are. And, uh, and the real work comes in making the things work that, uh, that you were able to get when you were there. Uh, okay, I'm going to bring another caller on us. Mr. Brown, welcome to the show. Nice, Scott. Thanks for uh, hosting the show. Well, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in, and uh, thanks for all the work that uh, you did this last weekend. Uh, I've been asking the guys that have come on uh, what what were their what were their goals. If you can tell the folks, what was your goal uh, heading into the program, uh, heading into the NRA convention uh, this last weekend, and uh, and what were uh, what were some of the accomplishments uh, that you can talk about? And then uh, what were some of, what are some of the ideas you have for this coming year? So you just kind of tell us about what you are hoping to accomplish uh, at this last weekend's event, and uh, and then let folks know uh, maybe some of the things that uh, that did work. Well, some of the goals going in, of course, was to increase the number of shooters on our lines. And one way that we can do that is getting access to the industry, either through uh, their mailing list or their customer list, or through the uh, idea of mailing out these box cards. Appleseed has got a wonderful, this over-the-top infrastructure with that many events going on every year, and we have just a ton of slots we could fill. So the demand is there. We just need a little bit more help getting the word out to the people that need to be, you know, to hear it. So uh, going after the industry people trying to get their mailing lists or contact lists or the uh, the box cards that TechRes came up with were a, a real big hit. I think we've got somewhere in the magnitude of 30, maybe even 40,000 box cards monthly between all the different companies that were requesting them. So that could make a, a, a huge impact on our uh, attendance levels. Right, absolutely. Because uh, the 
because of two things. One, you know, it's another introduction to Appleseed, but the introduction when it comes from a secondary source uh, is it's not the same as word of mouth, but it's really close because uh, it means that uh, a company that the person uh, who's going to get it from, a company that the person trusts, otherwise they wouldn't be buying stuff from them, but a company that the person trusts is endorsing us. So that's a really good uh, secondary endorsement. Uh, obviously, right. the best one would be if their dad walked in and said, uh, when they were looking at the car, and said, hey, Appleseed, I went to one of those. That's exactly what you need, son. That would be the best thing to happen. But uh, them opening up a box with uh, either ammunition or a rifle or gear or whatever, and uh, that card uh, being right there, that's going to be a great secondary introduction. And uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully that will get folks on the line because the whole idea, like you said, of going there is getting additional folks on the line. Get more folks on the line, uh, then you get more instructors. And get more instructors, and you can do more events. And uh, and that is certainly our goal because. <clears throat> In order to get instructors, uh, you've got to wade through sometimes hundreds of attendees. Uh, but that means that to get the instructors, you've got to wade through those folks. But you've got to get them on the line first before you can wade through them. And that's the whole, that's the whole key to growing this organization, and that is that's getting right. folks on the line. Uh, that's the only way to do it. The only way to do it is to get folks on the line so that you can call through them you can get instructors. You can use those instructors to have more events, and uh, and it just keeps on going from there. Uh, well, I asked uh, Dragonfly this question. I'll ask you too, and that is, uh, what who were some of the folks to, that you talked to? And it doesn't even, I'm not asking you to say anything about any deals or what you asked or what you talked about, but just, uh, just some of the names of the folks that were at the NRA convention that you stopped by and said hi to. Wonderful. Now, this is not myself, of course. There were there were a lot of us working on the industry team. So this is the list that I compiled of just all the company names. And like you said, we would prefer not to talk about deals or anything that are in works. But here's the uh, here's the 28 companies we talked to. And, and either these companies, you know, were not giving us the runaround. They were actually companies that want to work with us. They have interest in us. They are wanting to partner with Appleseed. So, you know, this is 78 very positive uh, context. Uh, you have Wolf, IWI, Armalite, Vortex, ProMag, Ghost Targets, CMMG, Federson, Timney Triggers, Olympic Arms, Hillsdale College, Williams Sites, James River Armory, Girls Guide to Guns, Frog Lube, POF, Fire Clean, Nosler, PTR, Boyd's Gun Stocks, ATI, Ammo to Go, Cheaper Than Dirt, Cabela's, Century Solutions, and EA Brown. So we have a pretty, pretty good list of, of the uh, top companies folks. to follow up with. With some of the top folks in the industry. Uh, uh, and in addition to that, we've got... Uh, two for sure, possibly even three producers, uh, one of them being piggybacking off of your success with Michael Bain. He came into the booth after his uh, Appleseed event and wants to do two more two more shows with us. So 
it's just a wonderful thing. Well, excellent. And, uh, and of course, that's another key right there because anytime you, uh, you work with any of the media, uh, all you have to do usually is if you can get your foot in the door and, and get yourself a headline or a coverage by, uh, by a magazine or a newspaper or a uh, television or radio station, then then the next one right next to it is excited about doing it then too. So mm-hmm. uh, usually, if you can get your get that first foot in the door, then people are willing to they're they're willing to to do the same thing. And I found that especially working with uh, radio and, and television and stuff like that, you know, to get the first uh television interview was kind of hard because because it just was nobody had heard of us and uh, I tell you I sent out oh I would say I sent out in the beginning I would send out uh, probably 3 to 4000 uh personal invitations in a month and then and that included uh, probably another 4 or 500 uh printed out letters and hand signed letters and stuff like that that I mailed out because they because the folks for whatever reason now this started like I said six years ago they didn't have uh, email addresses you had to mail them and uh, and nothing for years it was nothing and then all of a sudden I got uh, I don't remember if it was ABC or CBS I got a, a television interview with them and uh, bang then everybody wanted to do it then so as soon as you get one. You know, it's uh, it's almost like a uh, like an okay to the rest of the the industry that okay, this is a, a doable deal, and I think it works out uh, the same way with some of the deals that we're doing here. I was talking to Hawk earlier. I don't know if you heard any of the conversation uh, about the yep. Marlin, and uh, so this is this is an important thing that the rest of the industry is watching because. Because usually doing some type of a you know a uh, a signature or special edition gun is is a bad idea, and that's why most of the gun companies don't do them anymore, or it's very hard to get them to do them, uh, and they only do a small amount because because they I guess they figured that uh, that's all they're willing to lose. But if they're watching this and they see the success. Uh, the Appleseed Marlin LTR, then it's going to be a big deal. And I know it's hard to explain that to the folks that uh, that aren't familiar with the way that the industry works and stuff like that. But it's going to be a big deal to the industry. It means that that we have uh, we've proven ourselves as a bankable partner to the industry. So that's why it's very important that. Uh, that you guys listening, that uh, that you keep checking back, and we're gonna we'll let you know every time that the the website pops up and it's ready to take pre-orders, we'll let you know because we want you to close it down because, like I said earlier, you guys you need the rifle anyway. You might as well get one uh, that's going to help out the uh, the Appleseed mission. And uh, when we once we do this, when we make it a success by selling out the Appleseed LTRs, the special edition run by Marlon, then uh, then we'll have 
pretty much given ourselves a rock hard uh, certificate uh, in uh, being uh, credible and viable partners for this kind of thing in the industry. So it's, it's going to work out really good for us. And it was really uh, right. a really good deal for you guys to get set up. And uh, and everybody's going to be watching it. So and One of I don't think we're going to have a trouble uh, making this a success. One of the conversations that I had with uh, Mr. Fink there at Marlin during the NRA convention is he actually wants to get every employee at Marlin to hear the message. They're actually talking about trying to logistically get it worked out to where Appleseed comes in and does company events, not only for management, but for the warehouse people, the manufacturing. I mean, everybody down to, you know, every single person at Marlin. They want them to hear the message. So that is a, you know, that's a company with what I consider to be full buy-in. That is, uh, that's something I forgot even to mention. But uh, but that's a great idea, and I've been pushing that, well, I've been pushing it for about five or six years now, although, although getting somebody to take us up on it has been a hard thing, but... Uh, I was pushing that initially with Cheaper Than Dirt uh, because they were working with us and uh, they were they were willing to do it, not not as a whole, but some of the affiliates. And and I, I I'd like to to talk to the folks out there listening. If you can get any organi- any organization, I mean, or any company. And this is one of the things that I, I think we would do. There would be a great thing to do, and that is if you, if you talk to any of you guys out there, if you talk to uh, any of the companies like uh, Cabela's or anything like that, then you can let them know that we are more than willing to come in and uh, set up events, and we will uh, run their whole company through an apple seed. And uh, I don't know what the uh, the specs on this are. I'd have to talk to uh, to the folks uh, at uh, at the admin level about this, but uh, I've talked to several companies about it, <clears throat> and I told them that <clears throat> here at Texas Technics Companies, I said that we'll be glad to come and run an event at uh, at your location uh, at no charge, and uh, uh, I felt like this was. Uh, this wouldn't be a problem because I've got several volunteers who are willing to do it, and uh, I'm, there are most of the guys that uh, that we never we never su- submit expenses or anything, so it wouldn't cost the organization anything. But any time that you can do an event for a company like this, you can get them invested in Appleseed. Then usually the sky's the limit as far as as what they're willing to do to help pay you back. So I forgot to mention that, but that was one of the things that uh, that I was trying to do, and I know that uh, all the rest of you guys were trying to do the same thing, and that is get companies to allow us to come in and run uh, all of their employees through an event. I'll have to go back and double-check all my notes. I believe we had eight or nine companies that were asking for us to do that, just that thing. One of the great things about that too is 
is when you tell them, we want your staff to come out to a shoot, but when you mention that it's family-friendly, bring your family along, family event, that makes it even better. Right. And uh, the companies that I spoke to, now, I would tell you, uh, at least a dozen of them were small companies, <clears throat> uh, maybe uh, 20 or fewer employees. Uh, but I told them, I said, you guys, you want to bring your company uh, to an event, and that includes your your wife and kids and everybody else. I guess you guys come as my guests. There's no charge. You guys come to an event, and uh, we'll run you through it, and you can see what we're talking about. And uh, and they were very receptive to it. And uh, I'll have to see how many people actually show up, especially people that show up as companies, you know, as groups. I'm sure that we'll get uh, a few people through because I already have, uh, I would say, at least a half dozen folks who have already emailed me for locations and dates as individuals. But uh, I would sure like to see some of the companies uh, come back, and that's going to be one of the things that I'm going to keep pressing for, and that is for them to come as a company group or if they've got enough folks then let us bring in a shooting range because some of these companies do keep private ranges, uh, you know, in order to uh, facilitate whatever it is they're working on, especially some of the firearms companies and ammunition companies, they keep private ranges. <clears throat> and uh, if they can get uh, a group of folks together, I told them that I needed 15 folks for, for me to, to bring a crew down. Uh, I said, if you get 15 people together, then I'll bring a a crew in, because I figured with the 15 people, I can do that with myself and uh, two other instructors. So uh, I'm going to keep pressing for that. I think that will just be nothing but just, as you guys have been discussing, that that would just open up the sky will be the limit, as soon as we can get the companies to be vested in the program. Exactly right. Well, it's like it's it's just like anything else. It's, uh, you know, anytime you, uh, and we do it uh, with our attendees. You know, we we get folks to come to an event, and they shoot, and we treat them. Uh, we treat them well. We provide them with an excellent product. And then we ask them to become loyal uh, customers. And the majority of them do. Uh, a huge amount of Appleseed business is repeat attendees. Uh, I would say that a good 25% of of most lines are made up of folks who have already been to an event. Uh, Because I always ask, you know, on a Saturday morning, raise your hands if you've been to an Appleseed. And uh, normally it's uh, it's up close to 25% of the folks will raise their hands. They've already been to an apple seed. They're coming back because they want to continue to learn, continue to improve their rifle marksmanship, and because they like it, because they like the event. They like the instructors. They like the people, and they're loyal customers. And that is the same way that we'd like to get involved with industry partners. That is to make them loyal customers and make them uh, make them want to do things to help us further our mission and to become uh, partners with us. 
And I think one of the best ways to do that would be to get them on the line with a good group of instructors, which is any Appleseed group of instructors. Get them on the line with a good group of instructors and uh, show them our product. And uh, and I can't imagine uh, them not willing to become partners with us after that if it's if it's within their abilities. I can't imagine that. I don't think I've hardly ever heard of any, you know, any, well, Michael Bain and all those guys. They had a wonderful time. You know, that just proves what a great product we have to give to them. Right. And uh, we had, uh, uh, while we were there, uh, I noticed uh, in literature that other companies were putting out, other organizations were putting out, I noticed uh, uh, Appleseed mentioned and written about time and time again. Uh, I picked up a uh, uh, an issue of uh, Backwoods Home magazine that somebody had uh, had left uh, on a table. They deserted it. I didn't uh, I didn't make a raid on it. Somebody had left it on the table and walked away. There was trash on the table too, so I figured they must have left it there. There was an article on apple seed in there, and then. Uh, uh, over at the uh, Gun Rights Policy Organization, they had several magazines there. I picked up one of those and opened it up. There was an article on uh, on uh, the women of Appleseed, and uh, and uh, there were two or three other publications that uh, I grabbed that had Appleseed articles or mentions in them. So we uh, we're we're getting the word out. It takes a while, and I've talked to the folks at the convention about that because uh, when folks would tell me that they'd heard of Appleseed, I said, you know, that's that always makes me smile because uh, seven years ago it was really hard to do this because when you go to a convention somewhere and you talk about it and and you say you're a new shooting organization, I always compare it to going to down on 6th Street in Austin. That's where all the bands are. Now, there's a, any given weekend, there's 100 bands here in Austin. And I always compared it to going down to 6th Street and going into a bar and saying, hey, I'm in a band. And people just look at you and they say, well, of course you are. Everybody's in a band. The same thing with uh, the shooting sports. In the beginning, when you would go and you would tell people, uh, I'm with a, uh, a national shooting organization. And people just look at you and they go, yeah, of course you are. Everybody is. Well, that was seven years ago. And now, we're still here after seven years, unlike uh, 99% of other shooting organizations that uh, that pop up and disappear. We're still here and we've grown. And we're uh, the fastest growing organization of our kind on the planet. So, we've proven uh, that we have staying power and uh, and we continue to get our name out, and we're I think we're proving to the industry and the rest of America too that uh, that we're a bankable organization. It was a very uh, working industry last year in St. Louis to this year. It was a marked difference, the reception that we had. So it it is getting more and more uh, more and more recognition just because of all the hard work all the volunteers do on a daily and weekly basis. Well, like you said, the the uh 
it, it, people, it's one thing for people to hear about us through whatever venue, whatever channel they hear about us, however they hear about us. But people, people do hear about Appleseed. But it's another for them to see Appleseed at, as a vendor at the NRA convention. Uh, and I compare that to uh, to one of the first feedback that we got uh, when we were doing the billboard program, uh, which was exactly the reason that I was pushing the billboard program at the time, uh, because that people would see a billboard and they would automatically drive off the freeway to a phone and call up and, and go to an apple seat because it doesn't work that way. You know, you you see a billboard for Snickers, you don't you don't exit off the freeway and go to a store and get one. But the next time you're standing in line at the uh, at the store and the Snickers are there, you remember the sign, you remember the bar, you remember you want one and you grab one. Same way with Appleseed. And I remember that uh, one of the people who had seen the sign that I'd put up over in the Fort Hood area had written about it. He goes, hey, guys, you're not going to believe this. Because I just saw this, an actual professional quality billboard for Appleseed. Because I thought these guys were only like in the back pages of uh, Shotgun News and uh, Backwoods Home Magazine. Because I thought they were a fringe thing. He goes, but this is an actual professional a uh, full-size billboard. He goes, I was really excited about that. And that's the whole reason that I wanted to do it. And that's the whole reason that we're doing the, I think, that we're doing the NRA convention is because the the mainstream folks see Appleseed there. And it's not, uh, the, uh, the NRA convention doesn't allow... Uh, people to come in and set up booths who are uh, uh, who who are training people to go and hunt down uh, 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 minorities and homosexuals and stuff like that, which is how we're portrayed in a lot of the on a lot of the liberal uh websites and stuff like that. That's how they see us, that's how they think about us. The NRA doesn't does not allow uh, fringe crazy fringe groups to come in to the convention, and and we're allowed in. We're welcome guests, and uh, and they see us there, and uh, and it just uh, it works very well toward uh, toward Appleseed credibility. Just like the, most any other business, you're there to be seen, and when you're seen, everybody knows you're still around and. Depending upon what what books you read, it takes six or eight different times of seeing an image before it registers that you need to, you know, to actually uh, buy or use the product. So that just counts as another another hit toward it. And everybody sees you there at the booth, and you're still a viable organization. Absolutely. I'm going to bring one of our other folks that were there with us. I'm going to bring uh, Rachel Malone, Bullet. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hi. Good evening. Well, Rachel, I want to thank you for uh, for the work that you did at the NRA convention, and uh, and tell you that uh, I really appreciated uh, you being there. You're one of let's see three three females that we had at the uh, the booth, and uh, and you guys, all three of the uh, the Appleseed ladies did a fantastic job 
of uh, getting the word out. And I think that uh, you you got quite a few contacts, and uh, and uh, and I'm looking forward to hearing about those uh, in the next week or two. But tell me uh, tell me a little bit about your experience at the NRA convention. Well, I had a great time. I was really glad that it worked out for me to be able to go. Um, I was only at the booth, um, I guess, Friday afternoon and then all day Saturday, but I talked with a ton of people. Um, and it was it was really cool to see a lot of people come through who had already heard about Appleseed. Um, they, they knew about it, and it was on our list of booths to visit, and they really wanted to come. So, you know, it still may take a while until some of them sign up, but... Um, I, you know, I think there's a lot of recognition there, and there was, um, like, Appleseed, I believe, had a really good reputation. Um, there. That was exciting to see. Um, I've, I haven't had time to follow up with all of my contacts, because I had um, quite a few to follow up with. But one of, um, one of the most exciting ones actually was a girl in a gun club, and the owner of that club, Juliana Crowder, lives in Austin, and I'm, I'm in the Austin area. And the interesting thing is she actually taught me my CHL class years ago. Um, I figured there was no way she'd remember me, but actually I went to the booth just to meet with her, and she, she did, and so that was obviously a very um, good way to make a contact there. But that's, I think that's going to be a very, very useful contact for Appleseed. Um, she's already emailed me. She took initiative to find my information and send me an email and say, yes, let's get this rolling. And she has chapters all over the country, and she would like to do several things. She wants... Um, Appleseed representatives to go to each of these chapters and basically just invite all the attendees to Appleseed. They want to possibly um, sponsor family weekends for all their their members um, to go and maybe even have some private shoots if there is enough interest in the clubs. And they want basically they want a liberty seat at each of their clubs. So that's the preliminary there. Um, we're going to still work out details, but they were she was really really excited about that. So that's that's one major contact that we made. Well, that sounds great. You know, I've I've been inviting them to Apple Seeds, and I was trying to get them to host an Apple Seed, uh, but this has been a couple of years ago, and nothing came out of it. But I don't think that they were a very big organization then. Uh, right. But they've been growing really fast. Right. Yeah, they're they're pretty much. I thought they were brand new. I guess they have been around a couple of years, um, but I thought it was just a local group. And I guess I guess originally it was, but now they have. It they was have just, yeah, it was just a local group. Yeah, yeah, and so they've apparently grown really fast. And so Juliana was was very excited, and she still had to you know, submit all the information to her board, and we still have to figure out details. Um, but yeah, I already sent her back an email, and she went back and said, "Hey, let's let's do this. Let's make this happen." So it sounds like they're really ready to work. Uh, work with Appleseed. Well, the one of the fastest growing uh, groups of shooters in America are female shooters, and uh, mm-hmm. and certainly, uh, you know, Appleseed would would do well to go after its share uh, of those female shooters and get them involved. Folks like uh, Girl in the Gun and Diva and stuff like that, they are growing really quick because Diva. Was just a uh, was just a small Texas group uh, a couple of years ago too because they were just and I try to believe their name was Diva was was Diva Texas or anyway it was just it was a Texas group but then they started getting uh, they started getting interest from all over and uh, so now they're uh, 
they've expanded to a a worldwide shooting organization. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought that I read a while ago that uh, you were going to be working with Diva too. Um, that's news to me, but maybe so. I, I, I haven't <laughs> worked with them yet. But. Well, well, we've got uh, Lauren LaCrin, who is an instructor in uh, Dallas. She's a member mm-hmm. of Diva now, and uh, and I'm sure that uh, she would be glad to talk to you about working with them and. Uh, and I'll see about maybe getting the two of you guys together uh, so you can talk about it because uh, Diva is a, a great group and, a, uh, and they've uh, they're a, they're a rowdy group but they're a great group and uh, and they have uh, they've had their members at an apple seed and uh, they're a really great group to work with. Now yeah, I'm surprised so I'm, I'm that. To that, that we didn't see more of uh, of your buddies, uh, maybe there were, but more of your buddies at the NRA convention because I'm telling you, Rachel uh, is a natural leader and she's got a good group of folks that uh, that she usually ends up. I, I've yet to see Rachel come to an apple seed and she didn't bring at least one other person to the event. And uh, usually it's more like four or five. And I think I've seen you bring uh, maybe five or six was the biggest group. But uh, as far as folks uh, walking the walk or seven-stepping, you've got to be one of the best folks that I've seen at it. Well, thank you. I, I have a lot of great friends, and I, I love to bring them out with me. You know, it's, it's a lot more fun when you bring a lot of friends to an apple seed. You just enjoy it all together. And that crew, that crew is mainly from the... Uh, from the homeschooling crew, right? I mean, don't um, much of you guys homeschool together? It depends. Um, a lot. Some of them have been. Some of them have been from other groups. Um, I kind of invite different groups of people each time just because I don't have time to get with all my friends every time. Um, but, yeah, sometimes, well, sometimes I'll forget to invite some friends and they'll email me and say, hey, why don't I get your invitation this month? But I try to, I try to invite everybody. Well, what... Uh, what do you think was the best thing that you got out of uh, going to the NRA convention? Doesn't have to be just for Apple Seed, but it could be for you. But what was the what was your best uh, the best thing that you got out of going to the convention? You know, that's a good question. Um, I haven't really gotten a chance to think about it yet. I just I really enjoyed talking um, to all to all the people there. You know what I really enjoyed about it was there there was so much like mindedness. There were so many people who were really keyed into the concept of liberty and. And honestly, I guess I was expecting people to be more enthusiastic about the shooting aspect of Appleseed, but almost without fail, like I'd, I'd tell them about the shooting, about the marksmanship clinic, and they, they'd have some interest for sure. And then I'd mention, you know, the history that we tell, and their eyes would just absolutely light up, and they'd say, oh, yes, that's what we need, that's what our country needs. And it seemed like that was actually sometimes a lot more of a selling point to be shooters than the actual shooting was. So that was that was really encouraging to see. All right. Well, listen, guys, uh, we're coming up to the last uh, few minutes here. And uh, is there anything that uh, that anybody else wants to get in? 
Dean or Mr. Brown or Dragonfly, anything else you guys would like to uh, to get in here? I would just encourage anyone that possibly can, any way, shape, or form, to try to come to the 2014 and 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 take part in it. It is just a fantastic thing to do. It, you get to just meet so many people. Anybody that could possibly make it, please, I would encourage you highly to do so. Uh, all right, and uh, I believe that uh, that we've already got. Uh, I guess about one, two, three, four, five, six, six folks already right now that uh, are planning to drive up to the convention next year from Texas. So you can count on six right now, but I'm sure that the number will grow as uh, as the year plays out. Couldn't ask for a better group of people. Well, thank you very much. Uh, what about... Uh, let me see here. What about you, uh, Dragonfly? You got anything else that uh, you would like to put in here as we get to the end? Just it was it was great work with everybody, and it's always great to meet new people that you've you know you've exchanged uh, DMs with or posts with. It, there's there's nothing. The internet just doesn't do us justice in how great um, people of Appleseed are, volunteers are, and it's it's just it just means a lot to be able to meet. People in in person, and and the hardest part of any Appleseed event is when 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 you leave, when you part ways, and hopefully you get to see those people again soon. But uh, it was just it was great being out there in Texas, being away from home. I felt like I was I was close to home because I was with Appleseeders. It was uh, right. It was really good. Right, I understand exactly what you mean because you get to. Uh, you get to be in the company of other riflemen, and there is nothing better in the world. Well, let me not let me rephrase that. Apart from being at my wife's side, there's nothing better in the world than being in the company of riflemen. <laughs> there we go. Absolutely. She might listen Absolutely. to the show. Uh, yes, yeah, she said she heard it. So, and uh, when you get ready to go, like you say, you know, you're. I'm thinking this will be great. I'll be able to see these guys. I'll be able to see. Uh, uh, Phil Brown, I'll be able to see Dragonfly or, or uh, Julie this next week, and you go, oh, wait a minute, I'm not going to be able to. And uh, and that's not that's the the not specific part, but uh, but knowing, like I said, putting a name, put a face to the name, and knowing that these that these folks that maybe they maybe they're not uh, in the same state with you, maybe you're not going to see them next week, but you know that they're out there in the nation and they're working just like you uh, on pushing this mission forward, on safeguarding the freedoms and liberties that we enjoy by virtue of living in the nation. It gives you a really great feeling. All right. Uh, I want to thank everybody for calling in tonight. Thank you, to Dragonfly, Mr. Brown. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks, Dean. All the folks that called in, uh, I want to thank you very much. And uh, uh, let folks know that this next week we'll have Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. Uh, They'll be on to talk about collapse medicine, Uh, the things that you'll need to do in the event of emergency situations on the medical side. Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy are are highly qualified uh, emergency 
medicine folks, and uh, they've been working with the prepping entity for quite a while. Okay, guys, thank you very much, and we'll see you uh, next week, uh, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central. Thank you. God bless you all. Stay safe. We'll see you next week.
Nights in the skies broadcasting lies To billions of people Camels on the streets tracking who we meet And call this liberty 